sofa Start to post and you to hear We bout to bust this pot Come in your ear Cause there's too much news Not enough fuel Somebody gotta pass it on to you And that's us It's why we trust Locked and loaded Ready to bust It's the unused Muse news Unused Muse news Unused Muse news Unused Muse news It's the unused Muse news Unused Muse news Damn right we're talking to you Cause we got a shit ton more news Oh no. Hi. Welcome to Podstop Episode 3, Pod of the Living Dead. How are you? You sounded kind of like, um, what's his name? From uh, Ferris Bueller. Ben Stein? Bueller. Bueller. Wow, yeah. You will never win Mike Morrison's money. (laughs) Mike Morrison, again with the name, uh, doesn't have any. So I guess Um, Mike Morrison doesn't have to get... You know, be worried about anyone tracking him down because he ain't going to get shit from me. Let me explain. So, um... You get a viral disease, maybe. <laughs> I'm waiting for Mike to uh, show up this morning to record, and I get a phone call. And when I answer the phone, I hear, well, the corpse of Ben Stein. <laughs> the cor- ben Stein's not dead, so he's not a corpse. Um, yeah, I'm not feeling good. Um, I have Maalox. Nice big bottle of Maalox picked up for the day. Uh, this could be an ad for Maalox. If by the end of this pod I'm feeling better than Maalox, you get my endorsement. Buy Maalox. Yeah. What if you don't feel if any I'm better? If I'm not feeling better by the end of this pod, then Maalox. I thought you were getting Pepto. You. I was going to get Pepto, but it says, no, hey. It actually says on the bottle, number one pharmacist recommended brand. And that's funny because my pharmacist recommended it. <laughs> that's what they wonder, all fucking say. I wonder if they had to. Because she would look stupid if she didn't. I always wondered, like, when when you always see that 9 out of 10 dentists recommend, who's that fucking one? Oh, some British dentist. And that's oh, why. Is that a bad teeth reference? That's a bad teeth joke. Oh. It's a bad joke. We start off early with the offending of people today. Uh, just the Brits. Anyway, so I'm on the phone with Mike this morning, and, I, you know, and I'm wondering, like, is he even going to come in to do the record? And he says he is going to come in to do the record. Uh. Uh, but he had to be a little late, and during that, my phone leave a little early. My phone died, and uh, well, I get this message very promptly in return. Hello, did you hang up on me? Um, I don't know if you hung up on me. Uh, give me a call back. Are you breaking up with me? Is this the end of the band? We're only at episode three. I thought you would have had some Yoko here or something. <laughs> some Joko Yoko saying, all right, sick boy, I don't need you. That's right. Stay I started home. this band without you and I'll get into it without you. Stay home, motherfucker. You are the um, David Lee Roth of the of the, of the unused Muse News. You'd just I be am. replaced with like the singer from Extreme. Sammy Hagar. Yeah. And then like four or five, six pods after I'm gone, everyone will be like, what happened to the other guy? That's not the real pod, man. <laughs> Where's the, the real pod bust? was with the other guy. <laughs> they could do Roy Orbison like nobody. <laughs> so you want to, you want to say what the problem is? I have a sore tummy. Actually, that's what I would tell my mom. I think I might have a stomach flu. So don't make out with me today. Rats. Unless that's what got me the stomach flu. No comment. No comment. Let's get to the unused muse news, folks. <laughs> I'm too sick to carry this shit on my own today. <laughs> Alright, I'll read the first this one. Is, this is your type of story. This is my type of story. From? So it's from the Yahoo News. I want to see a Yahoo Serious News where we just talk about Yahoo Serious all the time. Um, you remember Yahoo Serious? Yeah, yeah, Young Einstein. Yeah! Come on, I thought he was Carrot Top. He very much was, eh? They should make a Carrot Top movie starring Young Einstein. Like a well, biopic of Carrot Top. Oh, a friend of mine yesterday, we were at Walmart, and she you bought... You don't have any friends. Shush. She brought a... She bought a... What's the greeter at Walmart. That's <laughs> right. talked to the greeter. And said, hi, Hello, greeter. Welcome to Walmart. You're my friend. You're my friend. Will you walk around <laughs> the store You're with me? You're the first person to say hello to me in years. See, that's what I do when I'm sick, folks. 
I've you're a douchebag. You're an even bigger douchebag than you are when you're not sick. All right. Okay. No, you're at Walmart. You got What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And uh, when she purchased uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape from the Walmart dump bin, I thought how great a movie it would be if it was What's Eating Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> That's funny. Right now it's the unemployment line. Uh, 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 zing. Poor Gilbert Gottfried. But that's what you get for making fun of the Japanese less than 24 hours after they're hit by an earthquake and tsunami. Did he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Gilbert Gottfried was the voice of the Aflac duck, right? Aflac! The ben Affleck duck? The Ben Affleck duck. Damon! Um, I think, like, they're just saying, if there's a bird and it needs a voice, you're our guy. Gil Gilbert Gottfried's the go-to guy. And yeah, so here's the voice of the Aflac duck. And after uh, uh, the uh, Japanese earthquake and resulting tsunami and meltdown, um, he came out and he made jokes about Japan and the earthquake and whatever. Um, and Aflac fired him because a vast majority of Aflac customers are actually in Japan. Ooh. Yeah. So Awkward. That's, yeah. So that's why uh, Aflac, I don't know if they finished it, but they had a, uh, uh, who's going to be the voice of the, the duck? Aflac. It's a duck, right? Anyway. I don't know. What are you talking about? Have you ever seen those Aflac ads? They're, no. We don't get them in Canada, folks, because in Canada we have a thing called substitution. I think it'd be funny to watch Gilbert Godfrey being fired. What? Oh, no. Why? <laughs> oh, come on. Look at me. I'm molting. I Anyways. I, I don't think I could do a good Gilbert Godfrey. Were we about to do the unused Muse News? <laughs> what is this podcast? Yeah. All right. From the Yahoo News Network. Planet like Star Wars Tatooine discovered orbiting two suns. Mike, this is right up your alley. I know. That's why you wanted me to read it. Go ahead. All right. It's a real-life Tatooine, a spectacle made popular by the Star Wars, in quotes. That makes it sound fake. Made popular by the Star Wars saga. <laughs> a planet with two suns has now been confirmed in space for the first time, astronomers revealed. Scientists using NASA's Kepler, Kepler, Kepler Space Telescope captured details of a giant planet in orbit around the pair of binary stars that make up the Kepler... It's very hard to read this story when you're doing that in the background. Um, it's about 200 light years away. So it is far, far away. Um, the discovery is stunning, said study co-author Alan Boss at the Carnegie Institute in Washington. Once again, what used to be science fiction has turned into reality. So there you go, George. Yeah. When Tatooine was depicted on film, many scientists doubted that such planets could really exist. Now there's proof. It's possible that there's a real Tatooine out there, said John Knoll, visual effects supervisor at the special effects firm Industrial Light and Magic, which was behind the Star Wars films. Kepler-16b is unambiguous and dramatic proof that the planets really do form around binary. You see, they named the planet after a droid. Kepler? 16b. So anyway, yeah, that's, I guess, pretty cool that there's a planet around two suns. Uh, but like all things NASA, absolutely useless and of no practical value to us here on Earth. George Lucas was immediately quoted as, I'm, I'm now adding a third sun oh, to Tatooine. Leave Lucas alone. Leave him alone. <laughs> He's going to go back and change the name of the planet to Kepler-16B. <laughs> um, you know, I never really noticed there was two suns on Tatooine. Was are never you serious? That just, uh, you know, after the many times I saw the Star Wars uh, films, that scene, right, where they're, where Luke climbs up the dune and sees... Like, the, probably like one of the most never, iconic whatever. images from the whole yeah, series. Whatever. Never clicked. Two big suns. Yeah. What about when his mom in Phantom says that he can't says to Anakin that he can't stop the suns from setting and it's pluralized? Ugh. Yeah, I forgot that one too, didn't you? Yep. Jeez Louise. Star Wars Blu-rays out this week. Um, yes. They came out on a on Friday. Yep. That's a, str a strange release day. Uh, X Men First Class came out the Friday before. This is the new norm. Uh, yeah, you haven't got them yet because of your uh, financial status, and I haven't got them yet because I'm not fucking touch. I don't have a Blu-ray player, but I, I'm done with with Star Wars releases. I don't know why. At what point did you say you were done? When they uh, released the original uncut on DVD in its second release, and George was like, um, "We we went into the archives and we and we found them." I'm waiting for him to turn American Graffiti into a pod race. Job of the Hut could be Wolfman Jack. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be cool. Uli Solo. 
Well, I guess uh, simultaneously they released a Lego Star Wars movie. Yeah, called The Padawan Menace. Which includes a young Han Solo. Ah. Which was rumored to be in Revenge of the Sith, living on Kashyyyk or Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. With Lumpy and Itchy and... Okay, no. <laughs> leave them alone. Let's not speak of the holiday special. Um, Speaking of changes, from the AV Club, Steven Spielberg, sorry, he made all those changes to E.T. Finally, someone is coming around. While George Lucas is visited in the night by the specter of young George Lucas, rattling chains laden with puppet souls and softly moaning, No! His self-described best friend, Steven Spielberg, has already seen the error of his ways, telling an audience at a 35th anniversary screening of, uh, all right, of Raiders of the Lost Ark that he now repents for all of his own special edition sins. I tried this once and I lived to regret it, Spielberg said, of the time he digitally inserted walkie-talkies into E.T., thereby reducing gun violence by approximately 25%. Yet even though our streets are safer, Spielberg says he feels bad about it, not because of fan outrage, but simply because I was disappointed in myself. I was overly sensitive in some of the criticism E.T. got from parents' groups when it was first released in 82, having to do with Elliot saying penis breath or the guns. And then there were certain brilliant but rough around the edges close-ups of E.T. that I always felt if technology ever evolves to a point where I can do some facial enhancements, I'd like to. Well... This is another one. I was re I remember when I saw the first the special edition of ET and I just thought it was fucking ludicrous. Um, which is interesting because I went a couple of days ago and saw ET on the big screen at the Mayfair Theater here in Ottawa. Shout out. They only play that fucking redone version, which where with that dumb bathtub scene. Yeah, I've never seen the special edition. I own the special edition. I've never seen the special edition. Yeah, to me the walkie-talkie thing. As I see where Spielberg was going. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. It's not like it sparked anybody to want to go get guns. And two, it uh, removed a bigger threat from, from Elliot when they were being chased. I never thought the FBI guys were going to shoot, shoot them. But Elliot sure fucking did, and it shows on his face. And then E.T. gets the, gets the uh, bikes to go over the cars. It's a wonderful scene, uh, which is now reduced by these gigantic walkie-talkies. Right? If you didn't know... Who fucking cares? But for us that grew up with that as the original, it's, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that Spielberg is now feeling that it was a fucking stupid move and maybe he'll re-release that original cut back in the theaters and little rep theaters like the Mayfair can start showing what should be shown. I don't think George is ever going to come to his senses. Well, that's to say that George is out of his senses. We've oh. already had this discussion. Oh, he's out of his senses. No. You haven't even watched the Blu-rays. You don't know how they're going to be. They might be fine. I'll let you know at Christmas when I get mine. No! Santa's bringing them to me for life day. Idiots of the week! It's a new segment here at the Unused Muse News. We are constantly evolving uh, this podcast, folks, so we thought we'd like put the in... bacteria affecting my stomach. Constantly evolving. <laughs> Hopefully it's not going to be like a little fucking alien that's going to bust gonna out It's going to be like fucking Quaid or whatever in Total Recall. Ah, what was his name? Quaid? I can't remember his name. That little thingy. I don't know. I don't know. Maylox, you're not doing your shit yet. <laughs> you're not getting a shout out, Maylox. Uh, so yeah, Idiots of the Week, where we're gonna shine a light on our favorite dumbass of the day. Oh, we're starting big. We are starting big. From NBC New York, Mike, take it away. Yeah, so in case you didn't know, you might have missed it, but... You're living in a fucking cave. Yeah, like Al-Qaeda. Uh, last <laughs> week was the anniversary of 9-11. Um, and during all that hoopla, we figure some stories might have gotten, you know, some fell through the cracks... And uh, searching around for our Idiot of the Week, we came across this one. So this is from NBC in New York. Woman calls in bomb threats so relatives won't fly before 9-11. So federal prosecutors have charged a Long Island woman, who was probably drinking Long Island iced tea, for calling in a fake bomb threat to a Southwest Airlines flight because she didn't want her mother and brother to fly close to the 10th anniversary of 9-11. 
The criminal complaint says airport police in Tucson, Arizona received an anonymous call from a woman on September 10th saying she overheard her boyfriend and others discussing a plot to bomb Southwest Airlines Flight 2475 that day. Police called bomb squad officials and notified the FBI law enforcement took all the luggage off the plane and searched the aircraft and bags while the passengers were double screened. Security throughout the entire airport was increased. Blah, blah, blah. So, of course, there was nothing. Um, <laughs> now, let me preface this by saying... Let me what? Preface? Prefence? Pre- what? Precursor? Preface. Right. Yeah. No, we can preface this. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, her, her intentions were noble. No, they weren't. Well, she didn't want her parents to fly. She was worried about them. But that's not... It's noble. Worry isn't nobility. I'd be the most noble motherfucker in the world. I worry all the time about everything. Yeah, you worry about yourself. Oh, my stomach. Oh, my (laughs) tummy tummy. Uh, But if I worried about you... That that would be noble. Depends upon the situation. What if I was going to war? (laughs) Well... Again. What if they shrunk me down? What if I was going to war and they shrunk me down into a little microscopic ship and I was sent into your body to battle the sickness that is going on right now, sir, a la inner space? That would be great, but let's back it up just simply to you going to war. What would be noble would be you going to war. Me worrying about it, not noble. That would just be concern. However... But why do people that, wait, that, wait, wait, are, no, win the Nobel Prize? I, it's... The Nobel Prize, not the Nobel Prize. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know if you're just making jokes for the pod, or if you're fucking with my brain. A little bit of column A, a little <laughs> bit of column B. Alright, so yeah, so if you're going to war, noble. I worry about it, not noble. And secondarily, these people weren't going to war. They were taking a flight from Arizona. Alright, well we may not agree upon that, but we yes. can agree I that calling believe... in the place is fucking stupid. Yeah. I can't believe you're saying our idiot of the week is noble. Yeah, Nobility bad way to start. of the week. <laughs> Next week, Prince Charles. The FBI investigation led authorities to Mary Purcell, 37, in Lake Ronconcoma. Oof. Her brain was in a coma. Whose mother and brother were scheduled to be on the flight. She eventually admitted to an FBI special agent that she made the threat because she didn't want her loved ones flying so close to the anniversary of 9-11, according to... To the complaint. And the, 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 Why not just tell them not to go? Oh, wait a minute. Purcell has a history of deceiving authorities. Law enforcement source told NBC New York she has four felony convictions, including one for forgery. Oh, well, who hasn't forged anything? Um, I used to forge my parents' names on sick notes at school all the time. You, you should have brought one today. Oh, I think I might still have my sheet. I have a sheet. In grade 12, we used to have to write down reasons for uh, absences. Why would you keep that? Because mine were really funny. My personal favorite <laughs> was, because like, you know, you'd write down stuff like, you know, headache, doctor's appointment, but then it was grade 12, the year was coming to an end, I was getting a little bit bored, so I started writing blah, international skip day, off to Timmy Ho-Ho's, but my personal favorite was attacked by unknown beast, possibly Bigfoot. That's why I missed <laughs> seventh period class. <laughs> But anyway, uh, um, so yeah. He graduated, folks. I did. Mary Purcell. Can we point out, though, it was a Southwest flight? Oh, Southwest. A little comeuppance. Or no comeuppance at all, actually. No, they actually, you know, we gotta start. This is another case where Southwest did the right thing. Yeah, uh oh. Yeah, they were pretty noble. Mary but... Purcell, you, madam, are our idiot, idiot of, of the, the week. Okay, so from the wikipeers.com, proposed electronic cigarette ban by the U.S. Department of Transportation on airplanes not practical. Now, like, we were, we were just talking about this last week. And Mr. Muse and his uh, incident with an e-cigarette? Mm, electronic cigarettes can be smoked in airplanes. Nonetheless, the U.S. government is now trying to impose a ban wherein the use of e-cigarettes would not be permitted on board an airplane. Electronic smoking has become synonymous with flyers in the recent past. Nonetheless, with the proposed ban on smoking e-cigarettes by the U.S. Department of Transportation, 
it has raised many eyebrows. Most chain smokers who have quit smoking tobacco and switched to e-cigs seem irate at this proposition and hope that the U.S. government would remove such a proposition so that millions can fulfill their nicotine cravings without having to wait long hours in the airplane to do so. See, I don't even know what an e-cigarette is. I guess it's, um... Like, how does that work? Because I know what an e-book is. An e-book is an electronic book. An email. An email is electronic mail. Now, I don't, you know, I can smoke my mail, but I can't smoke my email, so I don't know how an e-cigarette would work. I think it releases some form of, either it's the feeling, like some people need that feeling of that cigarette in their mouth, or it releases, like, the taste. I don't know. Mm, okay, so right here it actually says... They simply function with the aid of an electronic battery and vaporize liquid nicotine. There you go. Thereby dispatching the nicotine directly into the human lungs. Once again, I should just read further in the article. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I read a bit of a follow-up to this story this morning, stating that it has been proven that e-cigarettes actually help people quit. Yeah, I would imagine they would. I assume they would help people quit, uh, just like the patch or the gum. Um... Kind of like Nicorette inhalers, all that kind of fun shit. Uh, I just don't know why they're uh, looking to ban them on airplanes, though. You know where they need to ban them? They need to ban them in zoos. <laughs> yeah, so this is from the AP, the good old Associated Press. The Associated Press is kind of like the them, or they. Like, who, who's they, the Associated Press? What, did they, what is that, even? It's this one guy in a dark room smoking a cigarette that nobody's fucking taken away. Yeah. So, no more cigarettes for smoking Malaysian orangutan. This is by Sean Jung. I like that they had to specify that it's a Malaysian orangutan. Well, fuck, yeah. Fucking Canadian orangutan would not deal with this shit. Uh, Canadian orangutan would not exist. I do not believe orangutans are indigenous to this uh, continent. Have you seen a couple of my ex-girlfriends? So, this is from Kuala Lumpur. In Malaysia, a captive orangutan. See, I love that. A captive orangutan. See, that's why I have issues with zoos. If I wasn't sick, I'd get out my soapbox, but I'm too sick to soapbox right today. But anyway, a captive orangutan, often spotted smoking cigarettes given to her by zoo visitors, is being forced to kick the habit, a Malaysian wildlife official said Monday. Government authorities seized the adult ape named Shirley from a state-run zoo in Malaysia's southern Johor state last week after she and several other animals there were deemed to be living in poor conditions. Shirley is now... I smoke. Do I live in poor conditions? Uh, well. I wish fucking zoo visitors gave me cigarettes, man. They're expensive. Um, Shirley is now being... Quar- I thought I was questioned. Um, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Diane Fossey comes in. Do you appreciate getting cigarettes? Shirley is now being quarantined at another zoo in a neighboring state and is expected to be sent to a Malaysian wildlife center on Borneo Island within weeks. It's like detox. Pretty much. The fucking monkey's gone to rehab. Uh, Shirley was so far displaying a regular appetite for food and no obvious signs of depression or illness. Shirley, you're joking. Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Um, yeah, so the poor monkey's got to quit smoking. You want to know six, six, uh, six degrees of Jason Mewes and Outbreak. So there was an episode of Clerks the Animated Series where Jay and Bob wanted a monkey. And Haven't the only... you always wanted a monkey? Right. And the only reason they wanted the monkey was to teach it to smoke. They, they, the, they thought the monkey was... Uh, Randall and Dante thought the monkey was infecting Leonardo uh, because one of the residents got sick by eating bad bean burritos. Um, so they wanted to kill the monkey. And they couldn't find the monkey because Jay and Bob had it teaching it to smoke. Ah. Right? I wonder if Jay was trying to teach the monkey to smoke an electric cigarette. That would be uh, full circle. Now what they really need to do is they need to uh, uh, curb uh, monkeys and shit from throat fucking frogs. What? What? Have you never seen that YouTube video? No. Are you kidding me? You never saw the YouTube video of the monkey fucking throat fucking a frog? No. It's just this... Okay. Kermit. Have you, have you ever jerked <laughs> off to a video of a... No. Of a um, monkey fucking a frog? No. No, yeah. It's Are you th- saying you've jerked off to a video of a monkey mm. fucking a frog? No, you were very adamant and quick to announce that you have not seen this video. So I just I was... like saying monkey throat fucking frogs. Yes. Well, no, it's this, it's this, it's this classic YouTube video of this uh, monkey in a zoo and it picks up a frog and it just shows, you know, if ever you needed a, uh, a reason to believe in evolution... 
Um, and this monkey picks up a frog, looks at it, and sees it's got an open mouth, and realizes it's got a monkey dick, and... So it puts one and one together and comes in with, throw fucking a frog. Genius. It basically uses it's the really... monkey as a fleshlight. Hey-ho, Kermit the Frog. No, wait, what are you no. doing? No, oh, no, oh, 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 that feels kind of... No! 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 No monkey spunk in my mouth, please. <laughs> but yeah. But you see, that was the monkey doing it on its own. Now, if someone was coercing the monkey to throw fuck a frog, then that, I would have a problem with that. <laughs> see, you need to remake that. You need, you guys need to go do a clerk's special edition there, Kevin and Jay, where you teach the monkey to throw fuck a frog. And then uh, Andre can get all up in arms about changing shit. Speaking of changing shit, mm. I need to quit smoking because apparently... Now, yeah, you just went on, on... You've had two smoke breaks in the course of this pod record. Yeah, well... Normally I, you have at least, like, eight. Now, how many times have I had shit breaks? I'm sick, motherfucker. Leave me alone. What does that have to do with cigarettes? Okay, so that uh, orangutan's going to need some help there quitting, so if it has any uh, any need to quit smoking, if it checks out uh, time.com, uh, it might find a nice little uh, reason. Better than Nicorette. Yeah. Better than the patch. Nah, fucking thing's too furry to... Better than e-cigarettes. Guys, quitting smoking makes it bigger. Really. And what is it? It is the cock. Uh, forget Viagra. A new study suggests that for firmer, faster erections, men should quit smoking. The researchers found that men who successfully kicked cigarettes had thicker, more rigid erections and reached maximal arousal five times faster than smokers who relapsed. First and foremost... I don't think any guy out there wants to reach maximum arousal five times faster. Fucking speak for yourself. Yeah, no. You want to go off that quickly? Watch the ladies line arousal, up at your door. Arousal, not climax, you dolt. Well, if I had reached arousal five times faster, I'd be walking around with a permanent heart on, so whatever. The study involved 65 sexually active male smokers, probably why I was not involved in uh, the study, <laughs> uh, who wanted to quit and were willing to have their erections measured in the lab as opposed to just in the morning with a ruler. The participants were enrolled in an eight-week quit program, which involved using nicotine patches and no other drugs, and counseling, and were brought in for erectile testing three times before the quit date, halfway through the program, then again one month after the program's conclusion. To test men's erections, the researchers used a device called a penile plesmograph. I want one. Yeah, which measured changes in circumference and hardness while the men watched porn. <laughs> it sounds like that doctor over in... Uh... Yeah, fucking... Norway, was, was it? Sweden? Sweden? I don't remember. I don't know. The Iborg doctor who fished the shit out of the trash. <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, it's saying, you know, if you quit smoking, you'll have a... Whatever. Bigger dick. I don't buy it. Mike, you are an avid smoker. How many cigarettes do you say you like have? I like the word avid. Whatever. How many cigarettes do you have a day? I'm an avid reader. You're an avid I'm smoke. an addicted smoker. You probably smoker. smoke more cigarettes than you read more books a day. I don't have time to read anymore. But you have time to fucking smoke, which is worse for you. That's because you can do a lot of things while you smoke. It's now, a little while back, we had a we had a conversation about me betting on your life. Yeah. Can we tell the listeners just why you were in the hospital? Did your lung collapse? Yep. Yeah. Had nothing to do with smoking. How do you know? Because the doctor told me. Mm, I don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I should have came to you for medical advice. Um, Listen, dude. My lung remove, collapsed because I'm tall, white, and skinny. And they had to remove a piece of your fucking lung. Now, wouldn't that have been a kick in the fucking ass to say, well, you know, now is the time. Get rid of the cigarette. Because you have... Let, let's be honest. How many cigarettes do you smoke a day? I don't know. Like 10, 12? That's a lot of smokes. No, it's not. Most people smoke a pack or two. How many are in a pack? 25. Hmm. Why do you, when did you start smoking? When I was 13. Now why, why, um... Why? To be cool. Everyone starts smoking to be cool. That's true. Yeah. Except for the fucking Fonz, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Just jump sharks. Yeah. Um, and have you tried to quit over the years? Uh, I've talked about quitting over the years. But you've never actually been that guy that's made the attempt and no, patched no. yourself or cold turkey eat or whatever. No, no, I, no I'm a vegetarian. Uh, not a uh, big time attempt, but I need to. I have kids, so I, I, I should. Now, why do you feel, because you have children, suddenly the need to quit smoking? Is because of an influence on them, or you don't want them to start? Uh, well, my dad smoked, right? But I don't think... The fact that my dad smoked didn't have any influence on me smoking, because, let's face it, kids do the opposite of what their parents do to be rebel. Right. Um, so, if anything, if I smoked, they probably wouldn't smoke. They'd probably become good, good at sports. Hmm. But, uh... What if, what if you were told that it could make your cock bigger, Mike? 
I ain't using it now for anything but peeing anyway. Aww. Send <laughs> in your very sad. Send in your tweets, ladies. Send in your tweets. We want to fuck the other guy. Yeah. Signed, Big Bertha Bottom Feeder. Oh, no, let me tell you something. There's only two things that are ever going to make people quit. Two. One, money. Mm -hmm. And health. No one's going to quit smoking because it gives them a slightly harder cock. Nobody. I, I, I want to actually start smoking just to quit so I can get a slightly harder cock. Oh, spoken like a true non-smoker. Mm. Isn't there a Stephen King story about smoke smoking and quitting smoke? Yes. Uh, Stephen King wrote a story called Quitter's Inc. Quitter's Inc. is from Night Shift, which was actually turned into one of the short segments with uh, James Woods in the movie Cat's Eye. And James Woods is a voice in that episode of the Clerks animated series... <laughs> Where Jay and Bob teach the monkey to smoke. Really? Damn straight. Well, see how it all comes full circle. It's like we planned it. All right, so we're just waiting on a Skype call in now from um, MotoGP Man 2006 on Twitter, and he's going to call in and talk to us a bit about the Smods of Anarchy biker group out in California. Call us. We're lonely. So lonely. <laughs> So lonely. All by myself. I wanna throw fuck a frog. All by myself. Wait, he's probably not gonna call now. Hello, 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 Sean. Hi, how's it going, Jamie's bus driver? Oh, welcome to the unused Muse News uh, bus. Uh, oh, jeez, I fucked up already. Stop three. <laughs> uh, what do you want to go by? Like, do you want to use your real name? Do you want to use your GP Moto Man, GP? Smart of Anarchy? You can, use, uh, you can use my real name if you want. All right, so we are talking to Sean, and um, on Twitter, he is known as Moto GP Man 2006 as well as Smod of Anarchy. You can check him out. He's actually our S-file for this week. But uh, we thought we'd get him on the show so we could talk to him a bit more about the Smods of Anarchy, which I think uh, is pretty friggin' cool. Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sick today, Sean. Don't yeah. worry. We're on Skype. I don't think you'll catch it. You um, I, I, I just I have a pretty bad hangover myself, so... Oh, I wish I had a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna fucking infect L.A., and then they're gonna have to nuke it like Outbreak. <laughs> they don't nuke it in Outbreak, do they? I don't think they nuke LA, but but uh, they they were planning to. They also, should. That was they, should. The they should nuke LA? Yeah, it's already disease-ridden as is. So, uh, tell us a bit more. Uh, what I want to, I want to uh, after sending you some questions in email, um, I want to learn a bit more about the Smods of Anarchy and how that started and give you, you know, a bit of a forum to tell more people about this group because I think it's actually pretty amazing what you guys are doing out there. Yeah, um, well, it all started with me actually just calling in to uh, Jay and asking him. I heard him say a couple times on uh, Sir that he rode and uh, just wanted to ask him like what bike that he ride and uh, then just kind of when I was on the phone I kind of stopped like hey we should all do a ride like it'd be really cool to my first thought was to do a Vegas ride from LA to uh, Vegas for one of their Vegas shows and uh, he's a little scared about doing that long of a ride he's never done that long so uh, then right after I got off the phone with them I was like uh, they love Sons of Anarchy the Smods of Anarchy, and kind of made, put two and two together and uh, tried to start up. Megan actually made a joke when we were online saying that we should all get vests with Smods of Anarchy on it. And I'm actually trying to get that actually put together right now. And uh, So trying to get vests made and trying to get jackets made for uh, the Smods of Anarchy. Uh, now, I didn't. I had no idea that Jay actually road motorcycles until until recently yeah me either like uh i heard him mention it way back when uh like maybe two years ago on uh one of the shows or, yeah it was, yeah it was about two years ago that i remember hearing it now how long have you been uh been on riding a motorcycle i've been riding since i was three 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 years <laughs> old i don't even think i i was on a fucking big wheel when i was three yeah, my daughter me wants too, to drive except my mine car. Had a motor <laughs> Your daughter wants to drive your car, Mike? Yeah, she thinks she can drive my car, but she can't realize. You never know what they can do unless you try, or uh, let them try. Uh, Actually, I did, I, did have a, I did have a big wheel when I was three. It was an E.T. big wheel, kind of <laughs> connecting with a story we did earlier. Uh, and it had, like, the front of it was, like, a big fucking E.T. head with the blanket like it was, like it was in the bike. 
and it bobbled the fuck like up and down. Bad dream. What's that? So that sounds like something out of a bad dream. <laughs> my my daughter actually wants to be. My daughter's gonna turn sixteen in a couple of weeks, and she she actually doesn't want a, her driver's license. She wants her motorcycle's license. Uh, I think it's actually way safer to get it up where you guys are at. Less uh, crazy people. Oh yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> we can know. show you things. My three-year-old daughter's on the road up here, so you might want to be careful on that one. Uh, <laughs> So, um, you guys ever been down to LA at all? I've never been, like, I've been to the States a few times, but I've never been to LA. I lived on, um, the West Coast out in Vancouver for a while, and the plan was to, uh, eventually take a trip into LA, but never happened. Uh, who knows, though? It'd scare you guys shitless. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> us, li- us little Canadian folks. That's right. Oh, like, oh my God! Uh, this ain't like it is on TV. Dude... They had fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger as their governor. To me, that's oh, got to be the safest place yeah. in the fucking world. Oh, no. Well, Cal- California is a mess, right? Like, no one can govern California. It's, it's pretty bad. It's, I think it's one of the worst states out of all, uh, all the U.S. states right now. I do love it. I do love California. I do love it all. But it's uh, one of the... Down in California where I live is uh, one of the most expensive places in the United States to live. Back to your, uh, your group. Let's not oh, talk yeah, about yeah. dis... Shit on California. Let's talk about you. All right. So, um, so, uh, so you got the idea to form the Smods of Anarchy, and uh, last I checked, you're up at like eighty so members over on Twitter, which is actually pretty cool. And you figure like all of these people on Twitter are actually bikers, or you know, some of them most, are just tagging. Most ones. of them, act, uh, most of them actually are. Like we got a like I think we got like twenty five, twenty, twenty four. People that aren't riders, but they want to be part of it still, which is really cool. Too. You get one of those sidecars. Uh, well, I remember that's what kind of what it was talking about. You were saying that you were going to have Jay on a motorcycle and Kevin in the sidecar. I am actually right now, uh, I'm standing right next to a frame for uh, a Honda Shadow. It's a Honda, Honda Shadow subframe for a sidecar. <laughs> I'm actually going to build him a Sir... Smogcast, uh, or yeah, like a Smogcast Internet Radio slash Sons of Anarchy or Smods of Anarchy uh, sidecar. Yeah, just the visual of, of Kevin and Jay on a motorcycle in a sidecar wearing Smods uh, of Anarchy vests. I'm actually thinking about making uh, Kevin a uh, Smods of Anarchy trench coat. Oh, dude, <laughs> that'd be pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, except that thing's gonna cost me like three grand. Yeah, each one of I'm only probably gonna make uh, vests for like maybe four people five people because each vest is going to cost like 800 bucks you should do like a fundraising uh drive you yeah know, like Indie- ride, ride with muse fundraiser or like an indiegogo.com account to take donations that's a good idea so have you been listening to uh sir from the get-go yeah i've been listening to sirs from day one and uh i listen to every episode or every show and every episode now just because my job is boring as fuck. Okay, so you listen to this at work? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a lucky man. man. <laughs> Every time I tweet in, I'm sitting there hiding behind a shelf. Uh, <laughs> I got a government job. All the good sites are blocked. Now you, oh, you... I, work at, I work on an oil rig, so... Oh. At a Krusty Burger? <laughs> no. And then uh, he came on Kevin and Bean one, one morning and uh, when I was working at Disneyland, and he was talking about it, and... Uh, I was working at Disneyland, on my break, looked him up on my phone. Oh, wait a minute. Back up the horse, my friend. This did not come out in your S-file. You worked at fucking Disneyland? Oh, yeah, yeah. I worked at Disneyland for two years. Tell us about that. What did you do? Or are you sworn to secrecy? Will a mouse come kicking your door if you speak? There might be hitmen around right now. (laughs) Seven of them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, SEAL Team 6, actually. Now those dwarves are fucking coming after us, you bastard. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Seven hitmen dwarfs. Jesus. Anyways, yeah, what do you do over there? I actually worked uh, attractions, rides, uh, for Fantasyland. That's the uh, oh, Dumbo, Peter Pan, all the little kid rides, basically. Now, is the Disney yeah. you worked at the one with the, the, the secret underground club? Um, yeah, actually, there is. Uh, it's a Club 33. Yeah. Uh, it's for only big wigs and uh, very, uh, people really high and uh, have a lot of shares in 
the stocks and stuff. Is this so, where they can go and fuck Snow White or it something? Is the, it is <laughs> the only place in Disneyland where you can drink alcohol. Yeah, it is true. So yeah. place a place that will probably never be. It is. Uh, it, I, we used to. Everybody who works there calls it Knott's Tea Land because uh, you come in. Girls can only have uh, such. They have only can only have one hair color. Guys, they actually have a ruler and they measure your hair when you walk in the front gate to go to work. Uh, fingernails have to be cut back. Uh, you're not so allowed. Uh, you're not allowed. Fingernails. You weren't allowed a fa- uh, beard until recently, right? And, and now you're oh, allowed a you're short still, mustache. Uh, you're still not allowed a beard, right? But well, of mustache. course, you're allowed a mustache. The Hitler mustache. It's Disney. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could do Hitler mustache. They, they encouraged it. Yeah, they encouraged <laughs> it. Sieg <Hail> Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool, Sean. Well, can you give us? Uh, can you tell uh, before we wrap up? Can you tell the listeners like how, how they, they can, can go about joining the Smods of Anarchy and getting in touch with you, and what your plans for it are? Like, yeah, said, what's, like, what are you doing with the future? You want to try to get this shit out um, on the road? I yeah. Well, uh, Jay said we just need to get more and more people involved. When we get like about two hundred fifty people, then we're gonna start setting a date for a ride. Uh, do like a little PCH ride from like Malibu to Huntington Beach or something. Uh, you guys can, everybody can get in uh, contact with me through uh, Twitter uh, at MotoGPMan2006 or at MotoGPMan2006 or at Smods of Anarchy or uh, Smod of Anarchy on Twitter. And then we just put up a Facebook page uh, at Smods apostrophe S of Anarchy. Excellent. So, uh, yeah. All right, cool, Sean. Well, it was nice talking to you, and uh, everyone go out and, and check them out on Twitter and, and join that group, and, and you know, hopefully you guys will get that ride with Muse going. You'll take some pictures. Send them up to us because I'll, I'd love to put them on the site. Yeah. You guys should come down. Well, we'll see. Getting we'll a sidecar. Family trip. Getting Mike on a plane is one thing. Getting him in a sidecar on a motorcycle is another thing. I don't know. I, I'd go sidecar over plane. Really? Yeah. Mm. We'll yeah. talk. We'll no talk. one crashed a sidecar into the World Trade Center. I feel good. <laughs> All right, Sean. We'll talk to you later, buddy. Peace out, man. Later, later. Later. So uh, every every week, you know, we go through a lot of the unused Muse news, uh, and we come across some weird stories. Damn right. And some interesting stories, and some creepy stories, and some stories that can simply be called, That's Fucked Up. up. Any of our male listeners in the audience, if there's any time to maybe mute the volume for about two minutes, this is the time. Never mute the volume. Just mics. Don't change the channel. Um, or just don't go to a spa. Uh, so an eel, this is from the Metro, an eel was removed from a man's bladder after entering penis during beauty spa. <laughs> an erratic eel wiggled its way up a man's penis and into his bladder following an accident. I call it an accident. <laughs> During an unorthodox beauty spa treatment in China. Unorthodox? <laughs> Zhang Nan was bathing with live eels to cleanse his skin when one rogue serpent uh, took a liking to his manhood. He thought uh, it was a mate. All right, here's my uh, racial joke of the day. It's China, so it was probably a small eel. Uh, the eel treatment in question is a similar concept to the popular London spas that offer fish pedicures. The fuck is a fish pedicure? Thinking that the eels would make him look ten years younger, Nan dived into the water and let them feast upon layers of dead skin. But after lying in the spa bath, Nan felt a sharp pain and realized a small eel was working its way up his urethra and into his bladder. Well, okay. (laughs) You know, I'm going to have to say, if you jump into a thing full of live eels, you got to just take your risks. There's got to be someone out there that would get their kicks with this. It's not like, yeah, it's not like somebody was swimming in the ocean and a shark bit off their arm where you can feel bad, like, you know. But if somebody jumped into a pool of sharks, you wouldn't feel bad. You'd be like, well, what what were you thinking? You jumped in a pool of sharks. I'm thinking you jump in a thing of eels. Bad shit's gonna happen. I climbed into the bath and could feel the eels nibbling my body. But then suddenly, I felt a severe pain and realized a small eel had gone into the end of my penis. Told you, small eel. (laughs) 
I tried to hold it and take it out, but the eel was too slippery to be held, and it disappeared up my penis. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they removed this six-inch eel. Hey, six inches. That's pretty average. Um, from his bladder. And I uh, hope the man has learned his lesson. And ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's fucked, fucked up. up. <laughs> from the Spalding Guardian. The reason given to police for defecating on dead hedgehog in the street. You know, this, this headline is comedic on its own. Mm-hmm. We don't even need to read the story, but we will. Because that's what we do. A man who defecated on a dead hedgehog in the street in the middle of the day coolly gave the arresting officer his reason. When you gotta go, you gotta go, said Victor Ford. The 34-year-old was squatting over the grass verge with the grass verge. What the mm. fuck's a grass verge? Mm. Mm. With his jeans around his knees, when a police officer drove along Belmoro Avenue, Spalding, at 1.20 p.m. on July 3rd. Deborah Cartwright, Cartwright, prosecuting at court, said the officer stopped his patrol car and walked over to Ford, who was standing up and pulling up his jeans. The officer looked at the ground where Ford had been squatting and saw fresh human feces on top of a dead hedgehog. Now... <laughs> Where to begin? Where to begin? Did he wipe? Did he wash his hands? Did he just pull up his pants? And I want to know what a hedgehog was doing in the middle of a city street. Well, it's not the middle of the city street. It was on the grass verge. Whatever the fuck that is. Okay. I just want to know why, of all the spots on the grass verge, he had to shit directly on top of the dead hedgehog. He might have had some problems with it. Maybe he killed the hedgehog and he's trying to bury the evidence. Oh, it says here in the story, Ford's real name was Dr. Robotnik. See, I thought, I thought you were going to say his real name was Divine. And, you know. No, she just ate the poo. Yeah, but she also shat on the ground. I don't remember that part. I think the dog shits on the ground and then she takes No, she walks shit. around town and shits on her neighbor's yard. Really? Yeah. Mm. God bless you, John Waters. I, God I, bless you. You've just reminded me why I need to avoid John Waters films. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but John Waters himself, no, never avoid him. He's awesome. His work, mm, you gotta have a strong constitution for that. Miss Cartwright said the officer saw a woman at the window in a house nearby who would have had a clear view, and a woman walking towards him pushing a child in a pram, and she would have been in a position to see. <laughs> if there's anything to, to videotape and put on the web. I still don't understand why he had to go on the hedgehog. You look before you shit, people. You never just squat and shit. You always look at where it's going, and you always look after. I don't care what anyone says. Rather than advocate Ford's suspended sentence, Mr. Stobart decided to make it more onerous by barring him from going to Scotland for three days. <laughs> he explained to Ford that he had to do something to make the prison order worse because he did not want to activate the sentence. <laughs> so apparently banning him from Scotland is a pretty big threat. The judge said, it sounds stupid and it is stupid. And my friends, that's fucked up. <laughs> All right, Mike, this is, this is my favorite fucked up headline of the week. Maybe of all time. Maybe of all time. So this comes from the Gawker. It is Gordon Ramsay's Porn Dwarf Double <laughs> Eaten by Badger. Okay. Porn Dwarf in a headline alone is fucking hilarious. It's like you, duck tits. You, you add the word badger to anything. To anything. It's hilarious. Try it. 9-11 badger. Funny shit. Yeah, sorry. Robin Badger, Prince of Thieves. Robin Badger. Star Badger. We don't need no stinking badgers. <laughs> I got nothing. Aww. Hey, let me tell the story. Castle Badger. Uh, so UK tabloid Sunday Sport recently introduced the world to Percy Foster, a 35-year-old dwarf porn star whose career was just beginning to catch fire, as was his urine. It was all because an observant production assistant on the set of Hi-Ho, Hi-Ho, It's Up Your Arse We Go. Again... <laughs> I, I'm it's right this, in itself. Yeah, is this? It's not Weekly World. It's not the Mirror. It's the Gawker. But something tells me it's you know. Uh, had noticed how much Foster looked like celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay, and he does, folks. There's a picture. But just as Foster was set to join the rarefied ranks of celebrity lookalike dwarf porn stars, tragedy struck. The body of the three foot six inch performer has been discovered in a badger's den, partially eaten. No badger eats a dwarf. Uh, according to the Sunday Sports follow-up account, Foster was found deep in an underground uh, chamber by Ministry of Agricultural experts 
ahead of a planned badger gassing program. <laughs> what the fuck do these people do? No wonder they watch dwarf porn. Near uh, Trigoron, West Wales. They write that CSI teams had to use fingertip technology to remove his body from the six foot deep burrow. I have no idea what fingertip technology is, but I imagine it's a skin to one of those claw cranes you find in arcades and drugstores. <laughs> we have to find all our news from Gawker, because this is messed up. That's almost as good as that chick's ass weighing as much as a baby panda. Uh, Ugh. Officials have not yet ruled out suicide. An adult film producer, Dexter y Yamaka? Uh, <laughs> Jewish film producer. Jeez Louise comments in which he intimates that Foster may have cracked under pressure of being the world's leading Gordon Ramsay look-like sex dwarf certainly didn't invalidate the possibility. What are you doing in a badger's den? I'm thinking this whole story's made up. I, don't be skeptic, Scully. Yeah, well, sorry, Mulder. Don't be so easy to believe. The badgers are out there. And that is fucked up. From the spirit of Arkansas, KATV, number seven, the spirit of Arkansas. Sounds like a haunted news network. The spirit of Arkansas. Conway police are after a man with an out-of-control foot fetish. He approached two women and in one case actually sucked the woman's toes. According to witnesses, one man approached an elderly lady at her home last Friday and began sucking her toes. That same day, police believed he approached another woman waiting to do the same thing to her. Now, this, the question in this story is, how do you sneak up on a gal to get down there to suck her feet? Yeah, that's the thing. Aren't they wearing shoes? Granny socks? Something? So, one woman was approached while shopping at TJ Maxx. There's your first mistake. Uh, we went back to the shopping center to ask women what they think. Charity Neal of Conway said, It's creepy. Gross. It makes me want to run. <laughs> it makes me want to run on my feet. And then my feet will get all sweaty and I'll have to take off my... No, she didn't go that far. Whoa. Conway police... Is this guy you? Yeah, it was me, folks. Um, uh, TJ Maxx now stands for Toe Jam Maxx. Uh, Conway police are, heading, are hoping surveillance video from the store will identify the man. This isn't the first time a story like this has gotten such attention. Okay. So, it's gotten attention from us. So about 10 years ago, I met this girl online who had um, a foot fetish. Um... I just remember talking to her and she revealed that she liked when guys like played with her feet or rubbed her feet. Now, I didn't have a foot fetish, but this girl was hot. So I told her I did have a foot fetish and that I loved the feet and I would do all these sexy things to her feet. Never thinking I'd actually meet the girl. Sure enough, she wanted to meet me on the premise of this fake foot fetish. So uh, as most good Canadians do, we met in a Tim Hortons down the street and uh, Later that night, I found myself at her abode, and her feet on my lap, having to make a moral decision. Do I suck this girl's toes, or do I not suck this girl's toes? One quick look at the girl. Mike made the choice easy. I sucked the fucking girl's toes. Yeah, More so, she had like cranberry with some kind of alcohol, maybe vodka mixed into it, and I dipped them on the toes to make it even more sensual. All the while, not really getting my jollies from it, but her thinking I am getting my jollies from it, Making her get her jollies for it from it. You took one for the team, Andre. <laughs> took one for the team. You're so noble. You know, I got a little action that night, more so than the feet. And thinking that would be a one-night stand, I never have to deal with it again. Oh, but no. I stayed with this girl for about a year. <laughs> having to keep up this foot fetish for that year. And she'd want it. She'd be like, she'd she'd clean her feet, and I'd and she'd be like, I just cleaned my feet. And I'd be like, oh, that's so hot. <laughs> she'd be like, you know, we'd be like uh, going at it, doing other things. And she'd be like, my feet are ready for you. Have you ever come across any strange fetishes in your, in your travels, Mike? No. Have you ever had to fake any strange fetishes in your travel, Mike? No. That's the things I'll do to get laid, folks. Oh, I will fake any kind of fetish to get laid, but I just never had to. Um, what are you saying? I don't understand feet fetishes. Why not? I don't understand any fetish that involves stuff that I don't have readily, readily have access to. I don't, I don't understand feet fetishes because I have my own feet. So I don't look at another chick's feet and get turned on. I have my own feet. Well, do you I look, look at, at another... Oh, I see what I you're look saying. at the parts of the girl that I don't have. I look at their boobies. 
So you're not like a butt no, person or a leg person. But the butt is like the the like third on the list of erogenous really parts. I, like, I have my own ass. Hmm. I'm sure the chick's ass is nicer than mine, probably less hairy. Ooh. But I still have my own ass that I can reach around and cup if I wanted to. And he does. And if I put on a bit more weight, I'll have my own boobs. Hmm. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a nostril guy myself, and that's that's fucked up. <laughs> that's more <laughs> fucked up than the story. <laughs> Your story about the foot fetish was more fucked up than the story about the foot sucker. You said she was hot? I'll fake a foot fetish for her. Give me your number. She looked like Mariah Carey's porn dwarf. So we mentioned Mike is sick. And yeah. uh, he just took a look. He just asked me to, to stop the mic for a second so he can take a, take a shit. So, uh, so we stopped the mic for a second so Mike could go take a shit because he's feeling ill. Now, Mike, did you turn on my sink so i didn't hear you shitting i've done that the last two times i've gone to the bathroom have you not noticed is that how horrible what is emanating from your ass really is it's like i'm throwing up from my ass think back to throwing up and what that feels like and switch orifices and that's what it is i like that you gave me the common courtesy as a friend this shows our friendship is very deep you turned on the sink, so I didn't have to hear it. Yep. That's very noble. Any, I don't want anyone hearing that. Fuck, maybe it was something you ate. Like that guy last week who ate the snake. Well, uh, according to uh, myfoxdc.com, there are other reasons to go after snakes. Maybe you're defending yourself, I don't know. But uh, here we go. Man fires that snake, shoots self. A 75-year-old Florida man was recovering Saturday after accidentally shooting himself while trying to shoot a snake. The Daytona Beach News Journal reported. Police responded to a report of a man with a self-inflicted gunshot wound at a home in Volusia, Florida, about 17 miles south of Daytona Beach at around 4 p.m. Thursday. When officers arrived on the scene, they found 75-year-old Garrett, I'm not going to pronounce that last name, it's German, uh, suffering from gunshot wounds to two fingers on his left hand. His caretaker... First off, fire, <laughs> fire your caretaker if they allowed you to get a gun to go snake shooting. Uh, but his caretaker told police that she had come home to find a large water moccasin snake near the front door. Uh, Garrett got a 38 caliber handgun, fired one shot at the snake, and missed. The gun discharged a second time as he manipulated the safety, injuring him. No one else was injured during the incident, and the snake got away. <laughs> Woohoo! Chuck up another one for the snakes, folks. And it's going to come back with a lot more snakes. Say hey, fucker. Say hello to my Slytherin friends. There you go. In related news, from BND.com, Milstat man shoots himself while teaching girlfriend how to shoot. A Milstat man accidentally shot himself Sunday while teaching his girlfriend how to shoot a Black Beretta .380 caliber handgun. The name of the man, who lives in the 2700 block of Imms Station Road, has not been released by police because he has not been charged with a crime. His injury was not life-threatening. According to the St. Clair County Sheriff's Department Police Report, Deputy Rodney Wilson responded to St. Elizabeth's Hospital in reference to a gunshot incident early Sunday. So I'm confused, right off the bat. Uh, hey, baby, I got me my gun. Uh, wait, no, I get it now. It says the name of the man has not been released by police because he has not been charged with a crime. I thought they said the man has not been released because he's not been charged with a crime. I was like, well, why are you holding them then? Baby, I got me my gun. I gotta show you how to shoot it now. He's only 39. Come on here, baby. Ow. You are not going to be a healthy 39-year-old. Touch my Beretta. Touch my Beretta. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, Lord. Don't uh, let the uh, NRA find out about this one. So the 39... Yeah, Charlton Heston's coming back from the grave. The 39... From my cold dead hands, you dirty ape. Not his left hand, because that's apparently what he shot. Uh, his girlfriend had gone back to retrieve her purse when she heard the gun go off. Hey, baby. <laughs> Is this Hey, baby, the pants on the ground of VOD 3? I'm gonna go and read you my next story now. Um, Mike, this is a follow-up story. They, uh, this story was actually covered on one of the shows, but... Um, so this really is sloppy seconds this time around. Uh, well, the, the, the aftermath of the story has not been told, so I figured we would reveal it here. All right. Go ahead. 
Gumby surrenders after bungled bank robbery attempt. No, bank. Why? Oh, I assumed bank. From the New York Post. Uh, here we go from the New York Post. Gumby surrenders after bungled robbery attempt. Mm. Uh, this is from San Diego. A man yes, who attempted. That Gumby. That Gumby. A man who attempted to rob a San Diego 7 Eleven store dressed in a full body Gumby costume handed himself in Tuesday. Jacob Chris, 19, who Kiss. dressed. Jacob Kiss. 19, who dressed as the famous claymation character during the stunt, surrendered voluntarily Tuesday with alleged 19-year-old accomplice Pokey. I mean, no, sorry, <laughs> Jason. Hey. <laughs> hey, baby. Oh, Lord. Uh, the bizarre robbery began when Kiss entered a 7-Eleven store and then went and fought the Phantom of the Park. Uh, shortly after midnight last Monday, clad in a full-body Gumby costume, including Gumby's trademark sleepy... Deeply slanting head with... Well, that's know, fucking like, obvious. If you're in a Gumby costume, yeah, of course was, you're going to have that. That's yeah. like saying he was in a Homer Simpson costume with Homer Simpson's distinctly yellow skin. Yeah, or no hair. Gumby said... This I'm is Gumby, damn it! I'm Gumby, damn uh, This is a robbery, according to the San Diego Police Department, Detective Gary Hassan. And the clerk thought it was a joke. He said, I have uh, cleaning to do and I don't have time for this. The frustrated Gumby, this is my favorite, the frustrated Gumby then said he had a gun and appeared to be struggling with his costume in order to pull out a weapon. <laughs> but due to an apparent wardrobe malfunction, I hate the term wardrobe malfunction. Fuck you, Justin or, Timberlake and Janet Jackson for putting that in our lexicon. Yeah, or possibly, or possibly just bulky gloves, Gumby managed only to drop his change on the floor. Hold Poor on a Gumby, he came in to steal money and he actually lost money. <laughs> By then, his companion, Pokey, had left the store and pulled up in front in a white or silver minivan. When he began honking the horn, the frustrated Gumby apparently decided not to stretch things out and left to join him. So, yeah. Apparently, uh, he turned himself in saying he was Gumby. Probably because whatever uh, punishment he's going to get for pulling this act is in no way, shape, or form going to be worse than the notoriety he's going to get for being known as Gumby. Can you imagine him being in the holding cell, though, with all the other guys? What are you in here for? Me here for murder. What are you in here for? I robbed a bank. And you? I dressed oh. up as Gumby, <laughs> and I dropped my change on the floor. All of my prisoners sound like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God bless you, my fox. My fox in New York. Oversized man sues White Castle over seats. A 290-pound New York man is steaming mad at the White Castle fast food chain, which he claims repeatedly broke promises to make the booths in his local eatery bigger. Martin Kessman. How come you always get the stories with the weird fucking pronounced names? I don't know. Yeah, I think I do it on purpose. I think so, too. 64. Filed a lawsuit against the fast food giant last week in Manhattan Federal Court, claiming the uncomfortable booths violate the civil rights of fat people. The chairs are violating my rights. First and foremost, the notion of rights is a myth. No one really has rights. There's a great George Carlin line about exactly. that. Exactly. You want to look up rights? Look up Jap Japanese Americans 1945. Rights are an arbitrarily decided upon thing. Now, human rights, uh, basically just basic dignity and treating people well, human rights, your right to privacy and all this kind of fun shit, they're good things, but they're not inalienable. They're not you know, God-given or whatever. But as a member of the human race, you are, you know, you should receive treatment uh, of a certain nature by virtue of the fact that you're human. Now, by virtue of the fact that you're fat does not mean that people need to constantly design seats to manage your girth. That's not a right. That's more of a, like a concession or a gift. But... You know, and it's a White Castle. I guess maybe most of their clientele are going to need oversized seats. But, uh, you know, apparently Americans with the Disabilities Act is applicable not only to me, but to pregnant women and to handicapped people, according to Kessman, who is suing for bigger chairs and unspecified damages. I just want to sit down like a normal person. I have a right. I have a right to bear arms. Yeah, I can't. I don't even know where to go with this. I'm so angry. It makes me want to eat White Castle, which will upset my. No, tummy. you may not have any of my White Castle hamburgers, Mikey. Fat people, ah, huh? no people there. So, and in the end of things, White Castle actually did replace the booth with a chair and table, 
But I guess the guy just wants a bigger booth. You're going to need a bigger booth. This is the problem with rights. This is why rights become an issue. Because, you know, people start screaming rights. I have a dream um, that the White Castle seats will become larger. Amen, brother. That I can enter my hamburger joint and sit down in unalienable seats where I will join hands with all the large people of the world. And together with cheeseburger and toe, we will take over. Pants on the ground, pants <laughs> on the ground. So, thanks, Martin. Um, yeah, so that's the problem with when people start spouting rights. People think, people think they're entitled to more than they really are. This guy thinks he's entitled to a booth because he's fat. He is not. And when given a chair and table, he is still not happy. Some people just want the world to revolve around them. And depending on how fat you are, it might. Because that's the laws of gravity. That's your science lesson for today, folks. Objects revolve around large masses. That's why Oprah has so many fans. Rum-bum-bum! Do we have time for one more story, Andre? Well, we do. And this is a sad story. Yeah. This might be sadder than the other stories we've covered. I, I agree. Yeah. So everyone who's on your internet right now listening to us, I said earlier, don't don't mute us, don't change the channel, but seriously, take a take a break and, and go out and look at some porn. Mm. Go out and look at porn. And then on the come internet. back and listen to us with a big box of tissues because according to Time Techland, how much porn is on the internet? Less than you'd expect. Which is sad because <laughs> If, if the internet ceases to be a good, viable porn market, I don't know what I'm going to do anymore. I thought the internet was for porn, Mikey. Yeah, I thought so too. The internet really isn't as pornography-filled as you might think. In fact, according to one expert... Oh, that's a big number. What is it, Mike? 42,337. Of the one million most trafficked... Trafficked. Yeah, okay, that word's trafficked. <laughs> I can't even read the story. You do it. All right. The internet. Is, oh dear lord. The internet really isn't a porno, as pornography filled as you might think. In fact, according to one expert, I would love to meet this internet porn expert. Only forty-two thousand three hundred thirty-seven of the one million most trafficked sites online are offering sex-related content. Which Did you say trafficked? Trafficked. Trafficked. I can't say it. <laughs> you fucked it up too. Well, yes, because you fucked me up first. Uh, which, anyway, it translates Apparently, around. there's not enough fucking up going on on the internet. No. There's 4% on the internet. 3.9% now that Gordon Ramsay's porn dwarf has been eaten. Oh! Uh, that's a surprising figure. Um, this is a, who comes, some neuroscientist, Ogi Ogas. Uh, Ogi Ogas? Figure. Yeah. That's a pretty fucking cool name. Am I the Sounds only like person? Sounds like a Bond villain. A little bit. Am I the only person who expected it to be much higher? Um, he went on to say that 13% of all web searches between July 2009 and July 2010, uh, I didn't have the net that year, I guess, were for, oh wait, no, I was, were for erotic content, down from an estimated 40 to 50% 10 years earlier. So has the internet just become more family friendly as it grows older? So yeah, oh, I, I don't the think The internet's all grown up. Yeah, I don't think it's grown family friendly. I think just all these other... You know, if you remove shit like MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, podcasts, modcasts, YouTube, you know, if you Wikipedia, if you remove all those kind of major non-porn, famous major non-porn sites, and you kind of go back to where things were ten years ago, eh, it would just be all porn again. These these were sites that were designed for people to use the internet without porn-related purposes. Four percent though is really low. I'm surprised about that. Yeah. So, folks, despite how sick I am, let's all take a moment and go look at porn together. Hey, hey, what do you do? Put put it back in your pants, man. Not here. Not, at least run the tap water. Goodbye, everybody.